Hey guys, welcome back to the Survival Show Podcast. I'm producer Ben. And before we get into today's Manly Music segment, let me just remind you to hit that subscribe button. That way, you never miss any of our segments or shows. As you listen today, I hope this segment gives you some great food for thought to chew on for your day ahead. All right, let's get into it. Here's the man, the myth, the legend, Master Craig. All right, so I've got a story for you. I'm going to read it. An ex-convict has been charged with killing a father who was camping with his daughters in a Southern California park and trying to kill the girls and eight others in a series of shootings over two years, prosecutors said Monday. Anthony Rauda, 42, was charged in Los Angeles County Superior Court with one count of murder, 10 counts of attempted murder, and five counts of burglary in a rash of break-ins and shootings targeting campers, and drivers that stirred fear near a popular state park outside Los Angeles. So that comes from the New York Post. There's several news articles if you've been paying to the news, paying attention to the news recently, you've probably seen some article about this. So why do I bring it up for today? Why do I bring it up for our discussion? Uh, here's why. Here's the title to this article. Survivalist charged with killing man camping with his daughters. This word survivalist is what I wanted to focus our attention on today. Um, there's several reasons this has come up, but here's one. The other day I was uh, in my hometown and I had this uh, casual friendship with a guy. I don't really know him that well. He doesn't know me really well. And uh, we know each other well enough to know one another's names and hey, how you doing and stuff of that nature. But uh, he was working with someone as I came through in, in the gym, and he introduced me to that person and introduced me as Craig Cottle. He's a survivalist. And not Craig Cottle. He's an author of three books. Not Craig Cottle. He's got a podcast. Uh, not Craig Cottle. He's got this many people on YouTube. Not Craig Cottle, director of Nature Line School that teaches, you know, all the people that we teach. <laughs> but Craig Cottle, he's a survivalist. And if you can't tell, I have a problem with that. And I wanted to go work through this with you all today. And for those that are watching on our YouTube channel, uh, put something in the comments below to add to the discussion, any feelings you have on this. For our podcast listeners, then obviously send us a message and let us know what you're thinking about our topics. Uh, this topic came out of uh, one of our podcast listeners sent me a question about what my thoughts were on being a survivalist. And... Number one, I'm not a survivalist. And let me explain why. Let me read a few other headlines, just the headlines for you. Pennsylvania survivalist suspect Eric Freen captured after weeks on the run for after killing a state trooper. Freen opened fire at police barracks and killed one trooper and seriously wounding another. Did you notice what they called him? A survivalist. Here's another one. A survivalist expert says this, don't underestimate New York escaped murderers. There's an article about the two guys that escaped from Dannemora Prison, uh, David Sweat and Richard Matt, and uh, they interviewed a survival expert, I say expert, and he was termed a survivalist expert as if he had expert knowledge on uh, law enforcement and how they should handle a breakout of two guys that break out of a prison and then run into the woods because these two guys did not have any experience in the woods. They were murderers 
who happened to break out of prison. And so when they interviewed somebody, they immediately interviewed a survivalist. And this is an old one. Uh, this comes from 2003. But Eric Rudolph was also labeled as a survivalist after he did the uh, Olympic Park bombing and then ran around in the woods in North Carolina while the FBI and many others searched after him. So here's my point. This word survivalist is negative from my perspective. I'm not saying it's yours. I'm saying it's a negative from my perspective for two different reasons, two very different reasons. Number one, it seems like the media has a tendency to label survivalists in a very negative concept. As I just, the data that I, uh, the, I just gave you the information that I feel like justifies that. Anytime you can do a Google search right now, do a Google search on survivalist headlines and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Every one of those headlines is something negative. It's where somebody has gone rogue, anti-government. Uh, they've killed people and they've run into the woods. Uh, it might be that they simply own a gun and some ammunition and now they're labeled a survivalist for some reason. It has a negative connotation in the media. Secondly, uh, there are a lot of people that seem to take on survivalism, for lack of a better way of saying it, as a hobby, meaning they watch a lot of YouTube channels, they listen to a lot of podcasts, and again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those things, but they don't actually get out and do anything, okay? So the reason I say this is because we learn, we as, a, as humans learn in different ways. We learn by watching people do things, we learn by listening to, me talk about, listen to people talk about things, and we learn by doing things. And if you want to get good at survival, which is doing something, you need to spend the bulk of your learning doing something. So if we were to break it down just simply, let's say it's 80-10-10. 10% is watching people do things. That's watching me on YouTube or anybody else on YouTube, watching an instructor in front of a class, uh, listening to people talk about things. That's also listening to people lecture and talk about things. That's listening to our podcast, listening to YouTube, uh, reading a book because basically you're listening to your own words as you're reading them. Um, these are all good ways of learning, but those that, that should constitute about 20% of your learning, and the other 80% is doing. So if you're a survivalist and you feel comfortable saying that about yourself, then spend most of your time learning, getting out and do things, building those shelters, building those fires, uh, traveling through an urban area and finding places that would be good for you to uh, get away from uh, gunfire in an active shooter situation recognizing what routes you're going to take on a disaster situation, whether it's a hurricane or a tornado or whatever, do you know the routes to leave your home? That is another reason that survivalist comes to mind as something that's negative because most people don't engage in actively participating in their own training. They just watch people, they just listen to people, and they don't actually engage. That's why when we do things at Nature Reliance School, at, at my school, one of the things that sets us apart from most others that I've had experience with uh, and studied on, because I've studied with a lot of people as well, is most of the time they'll set up a tent and then they'll do a lot of lecture. And there's not a whole lot of, hey, let's, let's get people busy. I'm more about, if I'm going to teach fire building, for example, I'm going to teach about 10 minutes of fire building, and then I'm going to get people out building fires, and then I'm going to teach and, and work with them and mentor them as best I can as they're in the midst of them doing things. That's the best way to learn. So 
what do we call ourselves? That's a good question. For those of us who like to practice and be prepared, what do we call ourselves? Prepper? Uh, prepper, in my mind, is another word that seems to have a negative connotation attached to it anymore. Um, mainly due to uh, modern media. There were so many, and I've said this before, and I don't, like, don't want to mention his name or his school name, but there's a good friend of mine who has a, sorry about my phone, it's going crazy, um, blowing up. A friend of mine has a school, and he's a fantastic instructor. I mean, he's one of the guys that I look to for, uh, for assistance. And he was on a show, and this is many, many years ago, and they made him out to be stupid. And the show was Doomsday Preppers. And it, it, they made him out to be a prepper freak when actually he's a very valid instructor and runs a very top-notch school. And so when I saw that, I thought, why? Because what they're presenting on TV is what people want to watch. They want to watch this prepper freak stuff. And they didn't present him as an educator, which is what he is. He's a really excellent educator. So it concerns me. It definitely concerns me, this word prepper. Um, bushcrafters, bushcrafters, uh, I heard a lot of people's feelings, but I, I just want to point out that bushcrafting, more than anything, is a hobby. Um, and I don't really intend on hurting people's feelings. I, I actually love it that people are bushcrafting. Where, and bushcrafting, in my mind, and this, this is where I'm open to debate and discussion, uh, please, in the comments on the YouTube video or elsewhere, um, put in your comments or write us on the podcast. Bushcrafting is, is creative problem solving, in my mind. You go out with a knife, an axe, maybe a saw, and you build shelters, you build hammers, you make a buck saw, um, you, you build uh, devices like vices and windlasses and any number of things from things in your environment and you learn how to exist it's it's what i would consider a hybrid between primitive skills and modern skills um and i love it i, I love doing it i think it's a fantastic practice i just think we need to understand what our limits are as far as is it real good survival practice uh, if you're going to blur the lines between modern skills and primitive skills for survival I'm a bigger fan of either going one way or the other and not being in the middle, meaning get the equipment, get the training, know, and, and take it with you everywhere, or at the same time, practice your primitive skills where you don't have anything at all. Uh, so somewhere along that spectrum, you're going to find yourself. Uh, that's why I maybe, uh, maybe one of my faults is I'm not a, I'm not a super cool modern guy. Uh, I kind of abhor new gear. I'd rather figure out ways to make gear work. Uh, I'm not a big time bushcrafter, although I spend a lot of time doing bushcraft stuff. And I'm not a, I'm not a real good primitive skills technologist at all. But I practice all of those things so that I have a wide range of skill sets. And when I say practice, I get out there and do them. I don't just watch videos. I don't just sit and read books. Um, I see a lot of people that post on their Instagrams and stuff of that nature, the books that they bought on Bushcraft, for example. And then they post something up about what they've done with it, and they really haven't done anything with it. And, and I think that's a problem. Um, the word uh, that I'm kind of leaning on more than anything as of late is the idea of self-reliance. I really like the idea of self-reliance. Um, that invokes something that I think is a foundational part of our country here in the United States. Uh, I think it encourages people to literally rely upon themselves and those that they're close to and you can 
you can expand this idea of self-reliance out to the gear that you, the mindset, skills, tactics, and gear that I talk about all the time. The mindset, skills, tactics, and gear, you can uh, effectively determine how you're going to utilize those things in your self-reliance and not necessarily depend upon others. And so the other one that I like, and, and I straight up stole this idea from Jim Cobb. Jim Cobb's a good friend of mine, a, a fantastic author. And uh, he, he and I have done a couple of projects together. He puts really good magazines together. He, taught, he uses the term disaster ready. And I really like this term disaster readiness. Uh, so you're ready for disaster. Uh, I know it, it's kind of a play on word. And maybe it is semantics more than anything else. Disaster ready versus disaster preparedness, which again plays on this prepper mindset. But I'd rather spend my time getting people ready. Uh, for some reason, that just resounds with me, that word disaster ready, more so than disaster prepare. So, yeah, I'm really extremely interested in what you all think about this subject matter. So, uh, again, I would encourage you to do this after, uh, after we get done here, is go to Google or whatever search engine that you use, type in uh, survivalist and see what comes up, or survivalist headlines and see what comes up. And I think you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, I don't pretend to have the end-all, beat-all opinions on anything. And so I'm really interested in what other people think. This topic came out of a discussion with somebody that's following us on the podcast. So we thought we'd throw it out here on the video cast and the podcast for Man Musings. And um, that way that we're always continuing to do everything we can to answer your questions, get a discussion started. Um, I like to see myself as a director where I put people on a stage, particularly in a class, and I direct them how to do what they need to do. That way they can form their own opinions and develop their own skills instead of you just doing what I tell you to do. And that's the way I am today. Here's my opinion, so you help me form my opinion and I'll help you form yours. So throw in your comments in the comments below on YouTube as well as just contact us on the podcast and we'll do everything we can to uh, continue this discussion as best we can. So uh, this will probably end up being another podcast that David and I do together where we discuss these words and utilize some of your feedback. So send us that feedback is very important. And here's how you can help us out. Uh, do this for, for anyway. If you're watching us on YouTube, in the links in the description below, you'll see where you can subscribe to our podcast. Please uh, consider subscribing. Subscribing is free. It doesn't cost a dime to subscribe to your Apple podcast or to your Google Play. It doesn't cost you a dime. That really helps us out a lot, and we re really appreciate it. You can download us on Spotify, any number of places like that. Um, and if you like one of the podcasts, then give us a five-star review, it, it, particularly on iTunes. If you're listening to us on iTunes, give us that five-star review, and that helps us tremendously rank up. And the more we rank up, the more people hear the knowledge and, and what we're sharing. And we can all come on, join in, and learn together. There you have it, folks. That wraps up today's Manly Musing segment. Let us know what you think. And don't forget, you can engage with us anytime over on Patreon. Let us know how we're doing. You can give us some suggestions for our future podcasts. And you can submit questions to be answered on our full-length show. For all of us here at The Survival Show, thank you so much for your support and encouragement. Till next time, I'm producer Ben. And remember, keep it simple, be positive, and stay sharp. Stay sharp.